you're listening to MOD Channel. Hi guys, welcome to my podcast. This is MOD Channel where we help you to see real and practical Christians from God's Word. If you're new here, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. Today we're going to be continuing our series on the book of Romans. We're doing a line-by-line, verse-by-verse explanation of the book of Romans. And we concluded Romans 1 yesterday. So today we're going to continue into Romans chapter 2. All right, it's line by line, verse by verse, and it's one of the best ways to actually study your Bible. Actually, it will help you to study your Bible because when you look at the way I explain, you'll be able to see how these things come together and how we teach. And every Christian should be able to teach. Every Christian should be able to explain God's word and should be able to study it very well. There's no mystery to it. You just have to understand the rules on how to explain, how to look at texts of scripture and how to pull or tease out what it is saying. All right. So, Let's look at the verses before. Like, let's go back to Romans 1, like from verse 31, 32, especially 32. Then we can jump back into, uh, that's Romans 2. The reason is because when the Bible was written, it was not written in chapters and verses. All right? So what that means is that it's human beings that made the demarcation. One human being actually decided that Romans 1 and Romans 2 should be separate. So there's actually no separation And sometimes this actually hurts our understanding of the text because what it does is that in our heads, we just cut off Romans 1, cut off Romans 2, and we don't think that they are actually joined together. But Romans 2, as we're going to see now, is just a flow of thought from Romans 1. All right? Romans 1, we looked at the fact that man has chosen to suppress the truth of God and his word. He has chosen to disregard God and go his own way, live his own life, and refuse accountability. However, we also saw the fact that the things that he's doing as a result of trying to go his own way, trying to determine his own path, trying to find his own course, are things that are actually abominable. They are things that are actually despicable. We looked at things like gay marriage, lesbianism, how men and women exchange the natural use of their bodies for other things. The Bible actually calls it a debased mind. That is cause it foolishness that is they they exchange god's wisdom for foolishness because they want to do their own thing god says this is how i designed your body this is how i designed your life this is how it should be run it should be run by me i am the owner i am the one who knows how it should be run but you say no i'm going to live my own life you suppress the truth of god you decide to do your own thing and go your own way and of course that leads to a breakdown that leads to debaseness that leads to like immorality yesterday we looked at the fact that wickedness comes as a result of that because when you choose not to place honor or value on god right what are you doing you devalue god and when you devalue god you devalue everything that god's hands upon everything that god has valued including human life everything that god god puts his value and honor on you dishonor it because you choose to go your own way and that's what leads to breakdown of society that's what leads to people dishonoring their bodies choosing like to dishonor people to dishonor parents we saw in one of the texts it says that they were disobedient to parents you can't honor your parents when you don't honor god god is the bedrock of honor so when you honor god you honor what god has what honored all right and so we moved down to verse 32 and it ended like this it says 
who knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those things who practice, so knowing the righteous judgment of God, that is, these people who decide to go their own way or suppress the truth, you still know intuitively that God's judgment is righteous, that what God has said is, is law, it's righteous, right? You know the righteous judgment of God, right? That those who practice such things, that is this evil, the wickedness, the staying away from the things of God. By the way, you should also be aware that when you go against what God has planned and purposed, it becomes sin. It becomes sin. And sin is punishable by death because it says here that those who practice such things are deserving of what? Death. You, you, you um, absconding from the Creator's blueprint, from the design of the Creator, is deserving of death. And there are many reasons for this. Number one, he's God and he's a righteous judge. And what does that mean? It means that he is the one that sets order in the universe. He is the one that the laws of morality come from. He is the one that right and wrong comes from. And so when you violate it, you go against what he has set, what is, you know, what is established. You are a fugitive. You are a criminal in his universe, in his world. You are a criminal, right? And so he is just, right? He is righteous. And for him to be righteous, it means he has a standard. He has a way things must be done. And they are the best because he founded the world in wisdom. So when you decide to go your own way, you are, what are you doing? You are, you are going against his righteous standard and that becomes a crime. I've explained this before in the context of a nation or a country. How when you decide to break the laws of a country, the standard and rules that they have set, many of which will also come from God's divine standards anyway, because every nation that is sensible has to realize that for them to thrive, they have to actually be established on God's own righteous standards and principle. The Bible says righteousness exalts a nation, but it says that sin is a reproach to you know, to, to the people. And so if you want to run a nation well, run your life well, run everything well, you, f- you align to God's standard. When you misalign yourself, you find yourself not just that your life will be messed up, but number two, you'll be in God's hot pot of soup. Because we looked at it and it said that God's wrath is revealed against all unrighteousness. Right? His what? Wrath is revealed. So God has wrath. Before you think God doesn't have wrath. No, there is... For you to be just, you have to have wrath. The same way for a country to be just, you have to have a standard of punishment. When you break or violate a law, when you go against it, there will be punishment. There is no two ways about it. Okay? So, it says that those who practice such things are deserving of death. Not only those who do the same, but also those who approve of those who practice it. And I used pornography as an example yesterday. It's not just enough that you say, okay, um... Pardon me, I won't have sex outside marriage, I won't fornicate, but you watch others do it, you'll pay to watch others do it. You are actually a participant in that crime or that sin. Are you seeing that? So not all sins are committed personally. Just the fact that you are um, encouraging the sin, you encourage someone to lie, to steal, to cheat, you encourage people to go against the things of God, you are also a partaker in that sin. And that's that's like that's that's interesting. That's another dimension that we don't normally look at when we talk about sin all right so let's now go into um that's romans chapter 2 all right so he says he starts with the word therefore all right therefore and when he says therefore obviously it means 
it is a continuation of what he was talking about. So you can actually easily remove the chapter 2 there and just continue. Romans 1 stopped at 32. We can actually just move down to say it's 33. Like it's 2 verse 1 but it's actually like 33. And so it says, Therefore you are inexcusable, O man, whoever you are who judge. Okay, so in this context, you are looking at men who, first of all, have already rejected God's righteousness. You've already chosen to suppress the truth about God and you've decided to become your own God, your own moral compass, your own righteous judge. Now, it's hypocritical that that same person will now want to go and judge another person. And this is the world we live in today, actually. It's actually a very good reflection of the world we live in, where you see men who don't want God, who have rejected God, rejected his moral principles, his laws, rejected his standard of righteousness. And then they are trying to establish their own. Okay? They are trying to establish their own. They are trying to... um, determine their own morality still try to live properly which is just crazy so it says who are you to judge for in whatever you judge another you condemn yourself it says for you judge for you who judge practice the same things in other words you rejected god you rejected the standard but when someone else does it against you or against you are quick to point out and say that is wrong but you reject <laughs> it, it's, it's just it's just something else. It says, but you you reject the standard, but you are you are very quick to point out someone else's issue, but it doesn't apply to you. Are you seeing that convenient standard? That's actually how society ha- you know works many times, where people are not willing to own up or put themselves to the same standard, but they are easily ready to point it out. It's just like, for example, when it benefits you, you can steal. You can enter government, steal money and all that stuff. But when you see another person stealing, right, then it's wrong. No. God is saying the same standard is common to every single man. He says, but we know that the judgment, that's verse 2, of God is according to truth against those who practice such things. All right? It is truth against those who practice such things. And do you... Okay, so it says... It's that God's judgments according to truth, according to his standard. Are you seeing that? Your own judgment is subjective. It's only convenient for you. It's when it works for you that you are you judge. And that's actually being a hypocrite. Verse 3, And do you think this, O man, you who judge those practice in such things and doing the same, that you escape the judgment of God? Remember we said God's wrath has been revealed against all unrighteousness, meaning all. You know, this is also a case where you can actually look and say that there is none righteous, not one, because that God's standard is for all. It actually covers and sweeps all. And later we're going to see that actually, even with this is just God's standard being revealed. We're not even talking much about Christ and yet. It's just his standard. This is God's standard, which man on a regular cannot meet. Are you seeing that? Man cannot meet it, which is why you see how Jesus comes in to meet the standard or fulfill this righteous requirement so it says okay so you price on the and doing the same that you escape judgment of god you can't escape that judgment you can't you can't wish it away all right verse 4 or do you despise the riches of his goodness forbearance and long suffering not knowing that the goodness of god leads you to what repentance all right verse 5 will help us understand better say but in accordance with your hardness and your impertinent that word impertinent is your unrepentant heart 
you are treasuring up for yourself wrath in the day of wrath. So the problem with this guy is that you refuse to repent. The truth of God is evident, as we saw in Romans 1. But you refuse to repent. You refuse to hold yourself to that standard and realize that God is righteous. His standard is righteous. His standard is right. But you want to go your own way. You want to do your own thing. And you also want to still judge others according to God's standard, which is just crazy. But according accordance with your, your hardness and your impertinent heart, you are treasuring up for yourself wrath in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God. I, I, I want to say this, that you have to realize that God's wrath is actually real. And this is actually part of why we preach the gospel, because the truth is that nobody can keep this standard. No man. It's only in Christ this standard is kept. Outside of Christ, this standard cannot be kept. And God is not going to overlook anything. Nothing is going to be overlooked. Are you seeing that? Yes. And we also see the we see where uh this thing called sin comes from. Sin is still a rejection, right, of God's righteousness. It's a rejection of God's standards, a rejection of God, in a sense. And I said you can actually do this outside of Christianity. You can also do this as a Christian, where you just right turn away. And that's why you see that they call this person unrepentant. That is, you are unrepentant, but yet there is God's goodness, right? That is supposed to lead you to repentance. But you refuse to repent. You refuse to change your thinking and align. So let's now go down. It says, okay, so it says you are treasuring for yourself wrath in the day of revelation and righteousness of God. Verse 6, who will render to each one according to his deeds? All right. It says eternal life to those who by patient continuance in doing good seek for glory honor and immortality verse 8 but to those who are self-seeking and not obey the truth but obey unrighteousness punishment and wrath tribulation and anguish on every soul of man who does evil so you see that god frowns at evil let me make this clear god frowns at evil god does not take evil or sin lightly he doesn't he doesn't it's just that grace is available but he doesn't take it lightly. And that's why you look at that text that talk, talks about his forbearance, that is his patience. Just because he's patient does not mean that he will wink at it or he will just remove his eye. No. It is still as serious as it was back then. Now, it is still serious. Are you seeing that? Nobody's going to escape it. I'm telling you, nobody is going to escape it. Alright? It says to every soul of man that does evil, punishment, anger, tribulation. That is, there's going to be wrath, punishment. It says, of the Jew first and also of the Greek, but glory, honor, and peace to everyone who walks what is good, to the Jew first and also to the Greek, for there is no what partiality with God. So he talks about the Jews, talks about the Greeks, and we're going to see why he actually talks about the Jews and the Greeks separately, because the Jews received the law of God and the Greeks did not receive. The Greeks did not receive the law of God. We're talking about the Ten Commandments, the laws of Moses and all that stuff. Alright? So, it says there is no what partiality with God. And so, God's standard applies to everyone. And so, even to the person that is out there rejecting God, person that says, I don't believe in God, God's standard still applies. God's standard is still His wisdom. It's established. You can't do anything about it. You only discover... <laughs> that you are on the wrong side of God on that last day. As I said, also, you cannot actually um, escape God and hell is not a place whereby you are 
removed from God or separated from God forever. No, you're just separated from the love of God. That's all. You understand? And you're exposed to the wrath of God that you brought upon yourself because you refused the love of God. And if you look at it, it's just logical. God has made provision. He has provided his love for you. He has said, I love you. I care about you. I want you to be with me and everything. You reject it. The way Hebrews says it like Hebrews says like this, that there is no more payment for sins, only a fearful expectation of wrath, of indignation, of punishment. That's just what is left. Okay? There is no partiality with God. It's the same standard. Jew, Greek, male, female, man, woman, it is the same standard. Okay? And then we can now look at uh, verse 12. I'm, I'm wondering whether I should actually like stop it here because we've already gone about, let's just say, 16 minutes in. Maybe I'll look for that 20 minute mark. Verse 12 says, For as many as have sinned outside without law will also perish without law, and as many as have sinned in the law will be judged by the law. For not the hearer of the laws. Okay, so he now begins to talk about the law. Enter the law of Moses. He says, those who have sinned without law will also perish without law or outside law. In other words, and those who have sinned in the law will be judged by the law. So in other words, to the Jews, God gave his righteous standard. That, that, those, that righteous standard, actually, God um, had Moses actually reveal it. God revealed it to the people of Israel through Moses. That is, he canonized it. He put it down. He, you know, by the Ten Commandments and all that. And so he's saying that those who have received the law, right, they will, that is actually going to be what will judge them because God revealed his righteous standard through the law. This righteous standard we're talking about, this standard, we've been talking about to the Jews, he revealed it to them via the law. But we're going to say that that is not the only way God revealed that righteous standard. So it says, For not the hearers of the law are just in the sight of God, but the doers of the law will be what? Justified. So it says, it's not just those who hear. So even if you're on that law of Moses, not just those who hear the law are justified. It says, but the doers of the law will be what? Justified. For when Gentiles who do not have law by nature do the things in the law, these, although having the law, are a lot to themselves. Now, there's a lot to unpack here, but I don't want to unpack it here, okay? So, I'm actually going to stop here because tomorrow I want to dissect this place. It's actually very, very um, instrumental for us to understand what he's saying here in details. My time is almost up, so I don't want to, like, I don't want to rush this. So, I'm going to be using this tomorrow explain this in depth or in detail so i'm just going to stop here and i believe that what we've shared enough you know is enough to give you reasons to think through what we've said to actually look at how it applies to your own life and the fact that you are not there's no partiality with god god is above all god's standard you know cut across everybody it's not subjective it's not something you can decide to look away from without consequences there are consequences god is god and he decided to hold you up to this standard is still just all right so guys that's it for today i hope you learned something and that you'll share this with your friends and have them also think on these things so tomorrow we're going to continue um from romans let's just say from 14 in fact we're going to go all the way back to 12 and then continue all right guys that's it have a wonderful day god bless you and bye-bye if this blessed you or you want to say hi, or you have a question, you can head over to my Instagram at pst.essien, pst.essien.
Also, if you've been blessed and you'd love to support what we do here at MOG Podcast, then you can give to 0106-207-685. I'll say that again. 0106-207-685 GT Bank. God bless you.